Welcome to episode 41 of Sacking's Therapy. Uh, it's been a while. It's been longer than usual because, uh, honestly, I wasn't sure what to talk about. And, you know, just uh, don't, didn't think we could fill a good amount of time with the subjects that we had. Um, well, training camp has happened now, so we do have stuff to talk about. And I managed to kind of fill up our notes here. So... With me to go through this episode and hopefully, you know, give you guys some good information and give you guys some good content. Uh, Fong. Yes, it's me. Okay. Well, <laughs> again, I originally thought there wasn't that much to talk about. That was before I did, you know, a little extra research. And of course, training camp has kind of happened. By training camp, I mean the group workouts. It just happened starting, I think, was yesterday. And. Yeah. We'll first start with this. Uh, so Robert Woodard, uh, our second round pick, I th yeah, our second round pick, uh, signed a four-year contract with the Kings. Now, this is an NBA contract. I do not believe this is a two-way contract. And it's for four years, which is really good. Wow, four, locking him up for four years. Now, the contract is structured with basically the three years guaranteed for th $3.3 million. The first year, he's going to be earning $1.5 million. And then the next two years, I assume, are divided by the rest of that 3.3. And then the last year is unguaranteed. I didn't know we could sign rookies like that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. And I'm going to assume the front office has high hopes for Robert Woodard, which I am going to say I have high hopes for him, too, because... He, I'm pretty sure he'll be a great player, especially for that kind of contract and how cheap it is. If he keeps on improving, he might, you know, possibly get extension. You know, I think there's been a lot of contracts like this in the in the past. I'm not sure, just because I think Lou Dort has a similar contract for OKC, and yeah, I, you know, it's great get. Like this is really cheap. For a guy that seemingly has a lot of upside, and you know, he and apparently at the uh, training camp, at, at the workouts, apparently he broke the record. He had the highest bench press, so that was pretty cool. So he oh. is going to be a big, strong boy going forward, and he's only, I think, twenty this year. So he's going to keep filling up, and hopefully, he becomes a version of like you know the PJ Tucker, like. Because he's he's a he's a defense he's known as a defensive player more than anything, and you know he's six seven, but like really strong and heavy, and he's only going to get stronger. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he looks like on the court. Yeah, hopefully he also uh, like may makes up some uh, offense too along with his defense uh, in the next few years. You know he's still young, and. Uh, you know, he hasn't hit his prime yet, so maybe we'll also see some free and D in him. Yeah, that's kind of what I want him to become. Like, just, he, he has a good shot. It, it is a bit slow, but the form does look good. And, you know, he hasn't, he didn't shoot that many, but, like, there's a lot of potential there. And if he can just add an extra, like, dribble game, he's going to be really good. Huh. Kind of makes me wonder when you mentioned uh, about his bench press. What is the high? Or what is his bench press? I did not. I don't think it was listed. He did. He did have the big. He did have the heaviest. It was what I read. Huh, that's interesting. I actually don't know of many basketball players with good bench presses. I I remember. I do remember. Uh, what's his name? Festus Azili had the had the best bench press, like in his second year or his first year. That you know didn't amount to much, but you know, like the you know, a big strong boy. He's mm -hmm. gonna be strong. Oh yeah, can't wait for that. Okay, well, uh, the other second round rookie, Jamu. I do not know how to pronounce his first name. I'm just gonna call him Ramsey. So Ramsey did sign uh, a three year contract with two years guaranteed. There there are no details that I could find of what the amounts are, but basically he's gonna be signed for at least two years. Uh, and I think the last year is probably a, a team option, if anything. So he's probably going to be on the roster a lot. And yeah, I like it. He, he's got a lot of scoring potential. He's a pretty relatively big guard. 
And I just hope he, you know, he matures into a microwave scorer off the bench, which was basically what it, what he was in college. Yeah, another contract sign that I didn't expect as well. I mean, like I said, front office really has hope in these guys, and that gives me a lot more hope for the Kings as well. I wouldn't even call it so much hope, but it's like really, really safe bets. This, you know, because these are like you're looking at a three point three million for Robert Water. If he's like any, if he's just good, like that's an amazing get because that's super cheap. And again, I don't know the numbers for we don't have the numbers for uh, Ramsey's contract, but like I assume it's like you know really cheap as well, maybe under five million like total and like. You know, if he's going to become like a rotation player, that's an amazing contract. Yeah, I kind of want to see that uh, how Luke is going to rotate these guys as well. Are they going to be like six man or third options? I don't know. I highly doubt six man because like, you know, it's going to go to a vet. It's probably going to end up going to either Halliburton or Corey Mm -hmm. Joseph. So... You know, like, but these guys will be, you know, your third string point guard, your third string point guard, and you kind of your third, maybe third, like, small ball four, small ball five, like, because he's got a lot of guys in front of him. He's going to have, you know, Rish, he's going to have, like, uh, Marvin Bagley for sure, uh, Belly in front of him, and mm-hmm. probably behind Barnes as well, because Barnes is going to play some four, and maybe he'll be the backup for, you know, uh, for Barnes, you know, just as that kind of, guy with size and strength you know there's gonna be growing pains with these guys i think so you know don't expect too much from them their first year but like if they're anything like a rotation player that's big i think i see i wonder uh what we'll be doing with the other players like yogi out is yogi still in the team yogi is technically not on the team and i don't think he has signed any- anywhere i see Corey brewer not on the team, I don't think. Okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at the team roster now. I'm like, let's see. How are we going to switch around things now that we have like almost a refreshed team? Again, don't really expect, you know, Woodard and Ramsey to play too many minutes. It is a different year because this year we're going to have a compressed schedule. So, like, I think a lot of guys are going to end up being out. Like, you know, kind of shuffling in and out just for, you know, reasonable rest. And we'll we'll, we'll get to the schedule later. But, <clears throat> like, we're, you know, it's, we're going to, like, maybe have room for these guys to get into the rotation just so they could just fill out minutes. So, like, you know, to not add one tear on, like, the star's body. Like, you know, uh, Fox always has, like, ankle issues. And, you know, Marvin, let's hope he's healthy. But, like, you don't want to beat him up like as soon as he comes back so mm-hmm. these guys can kind of step in and just fill like a decent amount of minutes and by decent yeah. i mean like five which i'm fine to maybe <laughs> 10 minutes a game so yeah so you know don't expect them to actually be good the first year either because mm-hmm. rookies are usually not good is there's too much to learn you know in their first year so expect to see some, maybe some more justin james and quan jeffries like, i think we'll see more of them since they're they're gonna be entering their second year um yeah so honestly don't don't expect much from these guys but like it they were they're on good contracts they have time to develop and you know we'll look towards the future with these guys okay well you've mentioned it a few times already well training camp has started uh the individual workouts started on the first or the second now i don't remember but it started out last week the individual workouts started last week and this week group workouts started uh so from what I've read primarily on Twitter, um, apparently there's a, it's, there's a lot of intensity uh, going on in practice. And Jabari Parker was a standout, apparently, uh, during, oh. during practice. So that's interesting. So if you're going to talk about like water getting minutes, it might be tough if Jabari's going to be good. So, yeah, he might be really relegated to the end of the bench if Jabari's going to be anything this, this year. And... Uh, Another note, uh, Fox has also been very kind of vocal as a leader in practices. And there's been more talk on defensive philosophies. They've been working on different concepts. And, you know, on offense, you might like the P word. They're going to play with pace. Oh. Oh, I can't wait for that. So I will say, though, uh, I remember I remember very clearly during right before the bubble, 
we were going to play with a lot of pace as well. Um, uh, that, didn't, that didn't go well. So I'm not looking, I'm not like that optimistic about that. Like, sure, you can play with pace, but you got to play with efficiency as well. And we weren't efficient in the bubble. So, yeah. you know, it, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But it's nice to hear, like, at least you're going to try and increase it. And that the defense, is, they're actually trying to shore up the defense. The defense okay. was a problem. So Yeah, that was a big problem. Now, speaking about Jabari, I mean, it's it's the player that I keep on forgetting his name for some reason every time I think about him. I'm surprised he's uh, becoming a standout now. And uh, we'll have to see like how he is because, I don't know, have, have you seen any videos of him? Wait, wait. Uh, I haven't. I'm not actually looked it up, but you know he's a guy that's dealt with a lot of injuries throughout his career. And last year, like before he came, he had like shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. Like he was never really 100 during his time. Like here, even in the bubble, he I don't think he was all that healthy. He also remember contracted COVID. So you know, like I expect some sort of bounce back from him. Like he's a guy who's very talented for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like maybe he just needs like another chance to just, you know, get his legs under him and just, you know, maybe get another chance to play. Maybe he has a bit of a resurgence, but I don't. Maybe he can be the like the the backup to Marvin. Again, I call him like a poor man's Marvin for the most part. But like if he's good, like, you know, he could play his way into, you know, a trade. Yeah, we'll have to see, especially with Bowie with uh, with us still. Yes. Okay, well, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Walden is trying to increase the pace. He's going to try and get back to the Dave Yeager year of like pace, basically like third, like third fastest in the league. So you know, again, the P words, which should be very good to hear from you know 2018, 2019 Kings fans who really were trying to hammer that home last year. It wouldn't have fixed all of our issues, but I think it would have actually made things a lot easier, it made a buddy a lot better. I think. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, De'Aaron got injured and, you know, we never really kind of got back to that style, like, completely. Uh, except, like, maybe towards the latter half before the shutdown uh, in March. But, you know, like, it, it's a good... Hopefully we're heading in the right direction. Like, just increasing the pace will not make us a, a good team, okay? We yeah. still need to fix, shore up our issues on offense and the defense. The defense, I really want to see more from that side. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we just mentioned his name. Uh, Buddy uh, finally talked to the media. He basically hadn't talked to the media since the We Want the Smoke (laughs) comment back uh, in the bubble, which was literally right before the first game of the bubble. And this was the first time we talked to him. And basically, his main thing was he, he doesn't have any problem with anyone in the locker room he didn't even name luke walton he just basically said you know he's here to play and he's here to be a professional and he's going to do what it takes to help win and he's going to do you know he's going to do him oh is that so any comments well i didn't hear it in his tone so i don't know if he's being sarcastic or not but assuming that he's being a professional I'm I'm glad that he's staying. I mean, he is one of the best shooters in uh, the league right now, and having him, I don't know if he's going to be starting or playing off the bench. Uh, still having him is a great asset to us because, yeah, he's pretty much our best shooter. <laughs> yeah, so Luke has not really kind of... Luke basically hasn't stated if he's going to start or not, which... Would open the door for him coming off the bench. Ooh, would that would kind of get ugly? <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I, I think just have him start, like bring Halliburton along as a six man. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we'll see. But I think I, again, he is a good player. It's just that you know his defense is an issue, and he you know has a lot of attitude issues. And you know, I. I would like him to stay on the team, but he needs to buy into like his role and try to be better on defense if he's going to start. The issue is not so much about him on offense. Like I think it's just him on defense. Like hopefully he's just not like the worst defender on the team. And you know, that could come a long way. Like that could come a long way with helping the team. But even if he's bad on defense, I'll get into this later. I wouldn't mind either. It just means that we tank. I don't want to say we tank, but we're going to get closer to Kate Cunningham. 
in the upcoming <laughs> draft. So we'll see what what comes of this buddy situation. But hopefully, you know, he's a professional and that he just comes out and plays, plays hard and plays the right way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first half NBA schedule has been released, and with it, the Kings' schedule as well. Now, this is interesting. Uh, the Kings have nine back-to-backs, which is yeah. most in the league. Most in the league, we play each team once, except the Spurs. It's just kind of randomly got left out, I guess. But um, just to kind of go over some of the back-to-backs. Uh, so this is kind of weird. We play Phoenix twice on December 26 and 27, both at home, by the way, which was really weird. Oh, okay. And then there's a really, this one's going to be a really rough one. So it's going to be on January 8th and 9th. We're going to play Toronto first, and then for some reason, play Portland. That will be at home. So that makes it a little bit more manageable. I I, see. Um, I almost read that we were going to travel to Tampa Bay and Portland in the same day. Which yeah is that is that possible? It's possible, but they're they're gonna be tired. <laughs> that, yeah, that's brutal. Oh, by the way, uh, the Raptors are in Tampa Bay. For those that you don't know, so if I if I say Toronto, I mean Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, then we have a back to back at Memphis. We're gonna play Memphis twice in the FedEx form in Memphis. So okay, it's kind of weird. And we're gonna oh okay, so this is interesting. We're gonna play. Oh, by the way, that was on January 24th and 25th. So that's uh, going to be our third back-to-back. Our fourth back-to-back on January 29th and 30th, we're going to play the Tampa Bay Raptors and, and the Miami Heat. That's going to be a really tough stretch. I know Toronto just lost Ibaka and uh, Saul. They're still going to be a tough team. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just going to lie down and die. They're very well coached. This is going to be a tough matchup. So just going through just these back-to-backs, these are some rough games. Yeah, it's... Wow. <laughs> and, That's tough. And as far as I... And, like, you know, I don't... I didn't mention it in there, but, like, we fight... We, or we fight... We played Denver twice, uh, you know, in between the Phoenix back-to-backs. And Houston's probably going to be... If Harden doesn't get traded, they're a very tough team, and we're going to play them, like, not back-to-back, but we're going to play them twice in a row, and then Golden State, and then the only team that's even remotely garbage is uh, Chicago. It's, a uh, let's just say the first half, we're going to know very quickly if the Kings are going to, you know, try and get into the playoffs, because it's a rough start to the schedule. Yeah, it's, it's going to wear and tear real well and quick and i hope the best of them because yeah look at these nine back-to-backs looks yeah it's it's tiring i can't even think of it okay so just to continue uh so after the miami and tampa bay uh back-to-backs uh so we've played denver at home and then we play the lakers i think oh god and Oh no, the Clippers. Sorry, I should have read it, written it down here. But we're gonna play the Denver on February sixth at home, and then we're gonna go to LA to face the Clippers. Now, you know, chemistry aside, they're still a pretty damn good team. So, yeah, they, this is gonna be a rough stretch. Um, yeah, two two really tough games. So again, this just does not get any easier. And again, we're gonna know very quickly if we're gonna make the playoffs or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one on February 14th and 15th Memphis and Brooklyn I almost was going to say that Brooklyn was going to be an easy matchup almost totally forgot that they got back a player that's uh, going to make it kind of tough uh, you want to take a guess at who that player is from Brooklyn oh yes. I wonder who yeah DeAndre Jordan uh, yeah they got oh. him back Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> but uh, Memphis does have John Morant, and they're probably going to be better. Like, I don't think they're going to lie down and die. So, these are by no means easy games either. Well, it, te- well, it does get a little bit easier, uh, theoretically, uh, in the next back to back. That one is go- the next one is going to be February 20th and February 21st. It's going to be Chicago and Milwaukee. Now, Chicago it didn't really do anything. They lost Chris Dunn, which might be big for them, but like 
who cares? <laughs> like they were pretty trash anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but Milwaukee, they got Drew Holiday. And they should have gotten uh bogey, but they botched that one. Uh so yeah, the you think we're gonna win against Milwaukee? Are you kidding me? Not with Giannis still there. I mean we could pull Robert Werder on him. You know, just sacrifice him essentially to <laughs> to uh to Giannis and hope hope for the best. You know, yeah, he's a I, strong boy. I hope you venture out because Giannis is a powerhouse to fret against. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun seeing Robert Warrior against uh Zion. I think he's gonna be the guy that's gonna, gonna end up guarding Zion. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Well, at least going for because again, it's a he's a big strong boy. So we'll see about that. But uh, okay, well, th- well, this one's a bit more reasonable. So on uh, February twenty fifth and twenty sixth, we play New York and Detroit. Now these we can officially say are two trash teams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Do you think Jeremy Grant can score twenty points a game? If they do, if he does, it's always gonna be against the Kings, I guess. Yeah, that he, Kings would be the fucking team for them to do that. Uh, yeah, remember when Reggie Jackson came back and was like Chris Paul for that for that game? That, that was yes. amazing. I I remember a lot of different players that seemed like all stars when playing against us last. Andre Drummond wasn't playing that game, by the way. We got absolutely waxed by them. Mm-hmm. In, in Detroit, we're talking about the game the Kings played against them in Detroit. Yeah. No, and Andrew Drummond did play that game, didn't? Didn't De'Aaron dunk on him? He did play. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. So who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, there. Anyways, uh, New York. I don't know. I don't even know who their best player is. Julius Randle. Jesus, <laughs> that's depressing. Um, uh... maybe Obi Toppin's good. I don't know. Maybe they trade some of their power forwards. They still have a lot of power forwards, I think. So that's a that's going to be a funny storyline. Trade for trade for Frank Nolakina, man. Free that free that young man. Let's see who who else is in the Knicks. I know. I think Kevin Knox is still. Yeah, Kevin Knox is still on there. R.J. Barrett. You know, is this going to be a yeah. second year? Maybe he's something. I mean, I like what I saw from him. Of like the five seconds that I saw of him. Jeez, okay. Michael Kidd Giltress is in it. Oh, he is? Nerwin's on the Noel? league? He's on the league. <laughs> Wait, this is an old roster? Am I kidding? <laughs> I did not even know MKG was still in the league, but yeah, sure. Uh, um, yeah, well, not, not much to say about those two teams. Okay, well, moving on to the next, the final uh, back-to-back. And this is, uh, again, rough, let's just say. Um, so it's going to be against the Lakers. And Portland, it's going to be on March 3rd and 4th. Now, L.A., they re-signed LeBron. They, they signed LeBron to an extension. That was interesting. Um, and A.D. signed for five years. Um, and they have signed a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless uh, unless LeBron and A.D. sit... Well, actually, if LeBron sits out, I think we got a chance. You think he will? I think he will. He'll be sending out a lot. Wait, he, home, homeboy needs his rest, man. He just he just went through the finals, and you know by the time like gets to this point, like you know you can coast a little bit. You'll make the playoffs. Isn't the NBA trying to crack down on resting? I mean, he can, he probably has like a probably has like a sore calf or something. I don't know, sore <laughs> crotch. I don't know, just a sore back. Yeah, make yeah, make some shit up. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, I I got a sore back carrying you guys. Uh, play the Kings for me. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, and really, he does. He, you know, as as good as AD is, AD is not that guy that like you know is gonna carry a, t- a team to the playoffs. It's LeBron, and you know he has a case for that. So. You know, like, I, I think I think there will be a lot of rest, and you know, NBA said they're going to crack down on it, but how? Like, peep players are going to be very sore. Yeah, I think it's kind of a dickhead move of them to do this, but you know, that's just me. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that something about rest policy, and if you break it, it's a hundred thousand dollar fine. 
Uh, yeah, that might sound like a lot to us, but let's yeah. be honest. These guys, <laughs> these guys got money. But granted, in an economy where they're not getting tickets, it might be sting a little bit. But you know, I've I don't think it'll be a real thing. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically the back to the back to backs. It's going to be a rough schedule, and you know, like again, we're going to know very early if we're going to have a chance at the playoffs or not. And just looking at the matchups, like from all the way until January six, like if well, you, we play Rock the Rockets twice before that, but like if Rockets keep James Harden, that's actually a really tough team, I think. Yeah, and, and we don't get an e- quote unquote easy matchup until the si- until January 6th. And they might not even be easy because guess what? Kings were not good at beating bad teams last year. So, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a, it's, you know, I hate to dash a lot of people's hopes, but don't, don't put your money on the Kings making the playoffs. Like it's going to be rough. And unless Marvin is like, you know, gangbusters, I don't, don't see us having much of a chance at all. Of making the playoffs, no, I I'm gonna assume we'll make it close to ninth or tenth at most. That's my opinion. Yes, if like maybe another team gets injured, if, and if Rockets trade James Harden, maybe we have a chance at the tenth. Yeah, and we can do the play-in game there. But like honestly, again, not the worst. It's not the worst year to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean next year's draft is like you said. Looking really promising. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Kate Cunningham. He's got a nice jump shot, and he's big, and he can pass and dribble. We will see. Okay. Well, um, so uh, on to a little bit kind of not miscellaneous King stuff, but uh, Belly is changing his number to number eight. Uh, basically replacing Bogey's number, now that Bogey's no longer here. Uh, Belly's always been number eight in Serbia, so that's kind of what the change is. And I think Bogey gave his blessing. I thought I saw something, but I'm not sure. If you guys don't know, Bogey's on the Hawks now. We shall see. <laughs> I mean, that's great. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I, I will address one thing about the Bogey situation. So, uh, Sam Amick came out with an article that basically said the... So, this was before, like, the uh, Bucks debacle. And basically, uh, Atlanta offered Tony Snell and a protected 2022 pick? I don't think it was 2021, which is next year's draft. Basically, offered a 2022 protected first-round pick and Tony Snell for Bogey. And we... And we turned that down to, to get into the bogey and bucks deal. And, uh, you know, as history has shown, uh, but the bogey deal fell apart and bogey basically ended up walking to the Hawks for nothing. Uh-huh. Now, I saw some people that were on Twitter who were mad at the Kings for not taking that first deal. But yeah. again, it's before the Bucks deal, and I thought the Bucks had a much better package than Tony Snell and a protected first round pick. Yeah. So to, you know, just to kind of correct that, because some people were like, "Why didn't the Kings take that first package? It could have gotten something for Bogey." And yeah, that I just wanted to clear that up because it kind of annoyed me because it was just like. Yeah, sure, you might... Yeah, I, I get it. Some people just want to kind of crap on the Kings for making a bad decision, I guess. And letting Bogey walk away for nothing, again, sucks. But I just don't think it was their fault for the deal falling apart and then Bogey signing an offer sheet with the Hawks who refused to offer anything on the second try. Mm-hmm. So I just want to clear the air on that. Um, yeah, that was just something that bugged me. Yeah. And, and uh, any thoughts? Well, in my opinion, that first deal, eh, I wouldn't say it's the greatest still. I mean, that's like peanuts. Yeah, I like, know. We got nothing, but we get a peanut. <laughs> I know, exactly. I was going to make that kind of uh, similar analogy, but yeah, it's it's really, wait, do I really want Tony Snell? And what's, what's that mm-hmm. protected pick going to even do? Look, I don't actually mind Tony Snell. He's actually expiring, anyways, but like, uh-huh. it's. Like, sure, you you want something, but it's not like Tony Snell's like Kawhi Leonard. 
or like help Harrison Barnes for that matter. But like, it's not going to do anything. Like, are we going to pretend that, oh, we gave, we, you know, we missed out on an asset? No. Like, again, the better deal was Dante DiVincenzo and DJ Wilson. And, sh- and I'm, you know, again, not the Kings' fault. I don't think that the bogey deal fell apart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, it sucks that he walked away from, from nothing and we could have gotten something, but you got to take in the circumstances sometimes. And, you know, let's just not crap on the Kings for the sake of crapping on the Kings. And, you know, like it's a protected pick. And I think it was like top 14 protector or something like that. So, like, what the hell are we going to get out of that? Yeah. It's going to be probably nothing much. Yeah. You know, sure. It would be nice to have the 15 pick, but, you know, for bogey. Honestly, it wasn't really worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, last Kings thing, uh, De'Aaron just tweeted today, he is not a fan of skill-based matchmaking in Cold War. Now, do you have a skill-based matchmaking uh, take? I don't Did- know. We don't have the game. <laughs> I mean, we played it. Well, do, well, do you have do you have a take on skill-based, match- skill-based matchmaking in general in other games? I have one. Uh, oh, you do? Well, in my personal experience, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of. I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> well, to just kind of pull back the curtains for you guys, listeners, you know, you're gonna learn some about us today. We're we're gamers, and you know, Fong has been blessed by being very good at the at the first person shooters. Okay. I, I like to think I'm decently average, but Fong is miles better. Let, let's let's to put it lightly. Okay. Now, now he does not understand the mortal issues that I have with skill-based matchmaking because, guess what? In in Call of Duty, in in games like Destiny and Call of Duty, I like to play against shitty people because it makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> now I remember the day when they implemented skill-based matchmaking back in the days of the Xbox 360 back in Black Ops 2. They implemented skill-based matchmaking and it was hell for me for about a, for about a few months because it didn't happen until I got to I think the Scorpion EVO that I could actually reliably kill people. So oh. Yes, I am not a fan of skill-based matchmaking, and I do, and I gotta say, every time I play Destiny with you guys, uh, we run into actual competent people that, guess what, actually turn around when you shoot them and kill me. So, I am not a fan of skill-based matchmaking, and I am with De'Aaron on this. Get rid of skill-based matchmaking. Get rid, get rid of it in Cold War, get rid of it in Destiny, and hell, get rid of it and going forward, because it's no fun playing against not actual stupid people who don't know how to play the game. I like playing against people who don't know how to play the game because it makes me feel good about myself. I see. <laughs> That's my take on skill-based matchmaking. I am with you on this one, De'Aaron. Well, I'm with you guys too, I guess. Uh, actually, actually, I, I managed to expose you on that one. <laughs> I, I, like, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the greatest, to be honest, either, but yeah, I just play for fun, but since we don't have so Cold that's War. what they all say i'm just saying <laughs> uh since i don't have cold war i can't experience that but from what we have uh, played in the beta and whatnot i don't know <laughs> I, I actually don't know well let's move on to the nba at large uh so bombshell in the i think it was on monday or sun no it was on sunday i believe uh, Russell Westbrook was traded for John Wall. Uh, the Wizards sent John Wall to the Rockets for Russell Westbrook, and they traded away John Wall and uh, a pick. Although it's pretty heavily protected, I think it's top eight protected next year, or maybe two years from now. I don't even remember. God damn it! it they they sent a draft pick, but it's probably going to end up being nothing. Is kind of the the gist of it. Um, what are your thoughts on this trade? Very unexpected. <laughs> I mean, I know Russ is going to get traded, but I didn't expect Wall to be part of that. Honestly, before he got traded, I was saying he wasn't going to get traded. Because I was like, who's going to take him? Oh. 
Because it was like, it was, people were bringing up the Knicks, and, you know, some people were bringing up the Hornets, like, but, like, they just got Gordon Hayward, so that can't happen. Yeah, I was actually surprised he did get traded, and it's, it's just weird, like, him switching uniforms again, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, who do you think is good for us better, Russ on the Wizards or Wall on the Houston Rockets? Okay, if... I'm going to put in a caveat. If Harden doesn't get traded, I... Uh, actually, no, I, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. I think I think Russ would be better next to Wall than Wall would be better than Wall would be next to Harden. Okay, yeah. I see. Your, your thoughts? Well, who, do you, who do you think is going to be better? A rich duel? In my opinion, I... I think Wall might be a little better next to Harden. I mean, Ooh, okay. Then again, they do play ISO. It's hard to say in a way, but I can't. I'm kind of excited of how uh, Wall will fit with Harden if Harden stays, because I I do like Wall, and from the clips that I saw uh, him playing basketball, he seems close to his former self but not you know not all the way we're gonna have to see on an actual nba court he's just playing like gym rats so yeah we'll see i russ next to beal i think fits better in my opinion do you think they will be better no <laughs> russ and russ and beal be better Wh- who, which duel will be better w- would john wall and harden be better or would russ and beal be better shoot I, i'm gonna say wall and harden really okay i'm gonna uh, i'm i'm well the reason why i think russ and beal will be better is that if now last year's russ was a kind of a unique russ in a way they basically so for at first they kind of played him next to Harden. It didn't really work because both of them played the same way, basically. Harden mm-hmm. being a lot better than Russ at that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then they turned him into basically a center, and like he was like one of the best players in basketball for a good month or two. And but if you go back to the OKC year with him and Paul George, he was basically a kind of a small Ben Simmons in a way. Where like basically he couldn't shoot, but he would be a threat to attack off the catch, and he was really looking to set guys up. You know, he was basically playing kind of the controlled point guard. You know, the fabled controlled Russell Westbrook that we get every now and then, and he was good. Like he really set up Paul George, and Paul George was an MVP candidate that year. Remember, like it's been a while, but like even though it's only been two years, but like he was an MVP candidate because of that mm-hmm. uh, up, un- up until the shoulder injury. But like, that's what I kind of assume he's going to be like next to Beal. Basically he's going to be, you know, uh, essentially almost a secondary, not a secondary ball handler, but like as a, pr- as the primary facilitator, you know, and he's going to be looking to set up Beal. That's what I assume he's going to be. And I think that will be better than whatever the hell John Wall and, James Harden is going to be doing, but like, I think there is potential there. Now, of course, uh, you know, Russ uh, has said he wants to be a floor general. Please don't, no, don't, Scott Brooks, do not make him the floor general. Make him the secondary guy, if anything, and let Beal eat and set up Russ and Russ attack off the catch, but you know, like, I think I think he, I think them, them two can be good. I see. Oh, However, however, you can definitely talk me into Harden and Wall because I do think Wall will be better than most people expect. Yeah, people tend to forget he is a good passer. He's a really good passer, and you know, like if he's simply eighty percent of the eighty percent of what he is, I think that's a really dangerous guy next to Harden because you know Harden can draw the defense and John Wall can attack off the catch, and you know people don't you know remember this either because he hasn't played in two years. A decent catch and shoot guy. Oh yeah. So you know, like he can spot up next to next to Harden, and you know, drill threes. Now, as as for the rest of the team, I'm not sure, but you know, <laughs> like it's. 
I, I think it could work. You can talk me into it, but I, I just think I would rather go with the sure thing being Russ actually being actually playing in the past two years, as opposed to a complete unknown in John Wall. I see. Well, you know, I have faith in Wall and Harden if he stays, of course, and also Boogie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not high on Boogie being able to do that well. But that's the. It, I mean, like it's all chaos there. You know, mm-hmm. go out there and eat. You know, take. You know, post up. You know, bully some guys and just do do your thing, Boogie. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that he's at least at least sixty percent of what he was. Yeah, me too. But like, I just don't think he's gonna be good enough to be a difference maker. But he could prove me wrong. Yeah, we, we'll see. Okay, well, we didn't mention him quite a few times. Uh, the James Harden, uh, he's having a situation up in Houston right now. Training camp has started, as we've said, but he has still not reported in. And Instagram, I think yesterday, showed him that he was at a, a, a little baby party. The, the rapper, I mean. He was at a party at, with little baby. And uh, yeah, there was also a... You know, footage of him, I think it was from his Instagram too, of him being in a strip club. I assume not wearing a mask, but I, I didn't see the video. But like, yeah, so it's it's going, it's not going good there in Houston. He wants to get traded. Rockets probably don't want to trade him yet because they have no reason to really. And yeah, things might get really ugly. What do you think? Yeah, I have low hopes that he uh, is going to stay in Houston. It's just that, where is he going to go? Like, realistically. Well, he, well, we know he, where he wants to go. Well, yeah. But is that even possible? <laughs> it's possible, but like, I, the, the main argument against him going to Brooklyn is that other teams can offer better things. Like, as, as we've mentioned before, you know, uh, Toronto can offer Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. Some some package, um, you know, and maybe some picks if they have picks. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I guess there is choices. It's just, is that what Harden wants? <laughs> hey, you know what? Like he doesn't have much of a choice, and Toronto has done this before. Like they traded for a guy with one year left on his contract. The, Kawhi won a championship and then immediately dipped. So. Like, you know, and Hart has two years left on his deal. The, the only issue with offering OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam is that I would want to keep one of those guys if I was Toronto. Yeah. For, for them to remain a title contender. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you know, again, the, a lot of other teams can offer package warriors of all teams called for him. Like, that's a scary thought. Um, no. um You know, Miami could be calling. Like, I can kind of see it working actually ooh, Miami, the Miami strip club <laughs> seat is a pretty, <laughs> pretty intense. So I, I don't know if uh Harden will survive there, but like, you know, he, he'll be happy there. <laughs> I mean, like you could offer like a package of, you know, Tyler hero and stuff. Ooh. Like they can make it work. Just, again, there are possibilities. What, what, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. And I think he, the most likely destination for him is probably Brooklyn. They can offer, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie and Harris Levert. The question is, do, do the Houston Rockets want those guys? And how many picks can you legally trade? How many picks down the line can you legally trade to Houston? Quite a lot, I think. Because, like, think of what Drew Holiday was traded for. Three, pick, three picks and two pick swaps for a total of basically five picks. That's Drew Holiday. Now, Drew Holiday is a really good player, but he is a good tier or two below Harden. Mm-hmm. So Harden's going to command a lot of picks. A lot of assets, yeah. Gee. So it's I- like, I, I just don't... This is kind of the thing. You, you're not going to get fair value back for Harden. And Houston, again, has real no real incentives to actually do this. And, you know, but it's getting ugly. It's just we're just looking at Tillman Fertitta. It can he handle ugly because Steven Silas, the, the new head coach, is looks like he's kind of over it. And 
you know, it's it's all it's about Tobin Fertino at this point, I think. <sighs> yep. Well, we'll be sitting here waiting for that thing to happen, but you think uh, he'll eventually stay at the end? I just don't think so because I think there there is a legitimate heat between that's a wrestling term, but uh, there's a legitimate heat between him and uh, Tillman Fertitta. I don't think they like. Well, I don't think Harden likes Tillman. He is uh, Tillman is very weird. So, um, yeah, I, t- I think there's some tension there, and you know, with Morey being gone, and you know, now that Russ is gone as well. Although I imagine Harden had some sort of say in getting him getting him traded but like there, there isn't much left you know in that organization that like that he once essentially was the leader of and i think it's probably in the in his best interest to probably try and find a way out before it gets even uglier yeah. not up to him though that's the problem <clears throat> yeah i see <sighs> Well, we'll wait for that trade deadline and see. How many picks do you think he's going to get traded for? Do you think it's going to be it's, more than five? It's going to be more than five. It's going to be like, I'm going to assume assets, like in players, and at least five picks, minimum, depending on what kind of picks they are, of course. Well, there's one team with a lot of picks, but not a lot of assets. So that that's the part where it can get a little tricky, but they could end up being like maybe the third team involved in this trade, Oklahoma City. Ooh, they got a treasure trove of picks right there. And in the same vein as well, you know, New Orleans, they got a lot of picks as well. Maybe they want to move like two out of those five picks that they were looking <laughs> at. You know, you might want to play next to Zion. You think a three-way trade would work? The, the tricky thing with three three-way trades is that we—it's no real way of predicting who that third team will be. Mm-hmm. So, like, I—I I think if these guys, I think it's going to be one of the—if it's going to be three-team trade, it's going to be OKC or uh, Pelicans. But then, like, then you have to determine what goes to Brooklyn and what goes to Houston. That's where it gets really murky, and I don't even want to imagine that. You—you you can maybe try and play something. Play with something on the trade machine, but like it's going to be pure insanity if it, it, it is a three team trade. <laughs> and let me just check my phone real quick. Has he been traded? He has not. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what comes of this. Gotta wait for that Woj bomb. Yeah, it's going to be insane. But when he, if he, if he ever does get traded, and we'll keep an eye on the situation. If I don't think the Kings will get in, get in on this, oh. and I'm not sure if I, we want to get in on this. Again, I'm again. This is the draft to be bad for, and you know, like he is on the older side. I think he's 31 this year, and he's getting on the older side. And we would have to restructure our entire team around him. Oh yeah. And I, I'm just, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be down for that, to be honest. <sighs> Plus, will we like it here? That's that's not up to him. He ain't got a choice. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, you know, last thing uh, t- that we want to talk about um, in wrestling, uh, Becky Lynch and Seth, uh, they have a baby now. Uh, Becky Lynch just gave birth to their son. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ro- Rokes? Bruce? Rokes? Becky Lynch is Irish, so maybe it's an Irish name. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry, but you know, congratulations to them. Like you know, you got yeah. you, you got a baby now, and you know, first stage of parenthood. Hopefully, like you know, they hopefully like they stay <laughs> with the baby and not come back to TV anytime soon. Because like I would want them to stay with the baby a little bit more. This is not me saying that I don't like them on TV. They've been they've been great. And Becky Lynch was great before she left. Uh, Seth was really good when she before he left. Like, spend time with the baby, man. Oh yeah, give it some time before coming back. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, that that's all I have on that. I don't really know what to say. Again, congratulations to them, and hopefully things just get better because you know, like you know, coronavirus is still out there. So again, I don't want them to come back just for the safety mm-hmm. for everyone and. 
Yeah. Um, I, I don't, uh, you know, looking forward. Looking forward, I don't know if Becky will ever come back. I, I imagine she loves wrestling, and you know that that's a real thing of that keep that makes wrestlers constantly want to come back. But you know, Marvel's kind of knocking on the door, and yeah, this will we ever see Becky in the wrestling ring ever again? And honestly, do I want to? Do I want to? Because like you know, after a baby, like it does something to your body, and you know, she might be in a different phase in her life that. We might have seen the last of Becky Lynch in the WWE ring. He, she might come back every now and then. That's fine, but her wrestling days might be behind her. Yeah, I mean, it's really up to her choice and, you know, the future of her, Seth, and the baby. But, yeah, wish the best of luck to them. And, yeah, hopefully they, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> Did you watch uh, NXT War Games last night? Oh my goodness, no, I didn't. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> ne- ne- next time you watch a pay-per-view, we'll talk about it on this podcast. Okay. All right. Okay, well, that's it for our episode this week. Um, hopefully more stuff happens. And yeah, well, you know, like preseason's this Friday, so we'll be looking forward to that. And yeah, we'll probably talk about that game. Um, I don't know about actually doing like a like, you know, actual episodes just for those games, but we'll probably loop, kind of, you know, I guess, uh, do a two-for-one, like, have a podcast to cover two of the preseason games, which are against Portland and the Warriors. Ooh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, ho- hopefully we can watch those games, because, uh, yeah, I don't have uh, channels for them anymore. Yeah, channel. Uh, they're on national TV, so... You might be able to watch them if you have ESPN and TNT. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. Well, I don't either, So, but I mean, we'll, I... we'll find a way. Wherever there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah. Maybe the League Pass, wink, wink. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll be purchasing League Pass uh, t- in 20 years. Um, <laughs> well, that, well, we'll be coming back on the next episode, and you know, we'll probably have more to talk about. Maybe something big happens. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Yep, see you guys later.